Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And what I'd like to talk to you all about today is where are people moving to and how does this help your investing? Before I get into this particular topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as financial or legal advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So where are people moving to? Are they living and staying in the same location they have for quite a while? Is there issues with affordability? And where are they moving in the case that they can't afford where they live right now? Or are they choosing to move to other areas because of weather, um, because of other situations that are coming up in, in terms of jobs, in terms of lifestyle? Is there other factors involved in making their decisions to move on from where they are. Now a big two cities in Australia are Sydney and Melbourne and as the population grows within those cities then prices tend to um, increase with the, the, the demand versus the supply factor in those cities. And then people will probably look to other areas and there is also that big point of traffic in and congestion in some of those areas and tight living spaces. So people are choosing to live in areas that they can spread themselves out a little, um, have bigger parcels of land, have the opportunity to not just push through tr- uh, areas where there's high levels of traffic and live, you know, living that slower lifestyle. So I w- wanted to dive into this a little bit more because there was an article in domain.com.au just yesterday just talking about this particular topic and how there's a movement of people around the country. And I'm just going to highlight a couple of key points from that article. The first one talks about there's a 50% increase in people making online, uh, looking online in the southeast Queensland area. So and that when people are searching out of their own area from where they live. So 50% increase of the people making online inquiries to the southeast Queensland area. And so as an example, if they lived in the Parramatta area of Sydney um, and they were looking to move from that location, there's a 50% increase on the more people of actually looking into that southeast Queensland than from 12 months ago. So there's a significant numbers of online inquiries into that southeast Queensland market. And that bodes well for us as investors or people looking to get into investing in that southeast Queensland market because with more inquiry and more sales, there will be more demand for that that housing and then prices will increase as a result. The second point I'd like to make is the highest proportion of that southeast Queensland market is going to the Brisbane area. 21.5% to Brisbane. Gold Coast actually makes up 15.3% and then it flows on for the rest of the country in various other areas. But obviously people are going to more so live where the jobs are. And when it comes to Brisbane, the highest percentage of jobs created are in that Brisbane market. There's a lot of infrastructure projects going on, um, projects at the airport in the port of Brisbane. So when the ships come in, the inland rail line that's coming on, and then there's a a whole influx of private spending in terms of Costco um, setting up 
in various locations there. Um, we've got distribution centers being implemented in various areas of Brisbane as well. So the and the new university that's going in the north of Brisbane that's being constructed as we speak. So there's a lot going on in that market that is creating jobs and seeing that people can move up to the Brisbane market as an example of that increase in population into Brisbane and be on similar wages, maybe slightly less, but the price of their properties on comparison from where they live, if they're gonna go to a comparable area in Brisbane, it's probably about half the price. So affordability is there. The third point I'd like to make is that in 2017, they saw a net loss of 20, 27,300 people leaving Sydney and a majority of those people were heading up to that Brisbane or Southeast Queensland market. And that actually resonates with similar trends that have happened in the past. So back in 2002, 2003, when we saw the peaks in the Sydney market, similar situation where it was unaffordable in Sydney, um, in various locations for people to live, and they were shutting up shop in Sydney, moving everything up into the Southwest Queensland market and staying up there um, for a period of time. Now there will be ebbs and flows of traffic going in and out. And when it's affordable times in, or more affordable times, I should say, in the Sydney market, we'll probably see people then move back for jobs and there'll be people moving back and forth across borders and into different cities. I guess the whole sense of right now what it is, and we've got when property markets tend to go in cycles, if we're savvy as investors, we've got to look at the markets right now and saying, are we in a state of unaffordability in the Sydney property market? I would suggest that we are. And do as investors, where do we look to buy? Now, Sydney has declined in 2018 by 10%. From its peak, you're probably looking at a 15% decline in the Sydney property market. Similar in Melbourne, you know, property markets have gone probably back somewhere between 12 or 13% at this stage from its peak. And I look to see that Sydney and Melbourne will probably flow in the same way in the next or in the coming months towards the end of the year. Um, not sure what's going to happen next year. The election will probably indicate for us which way things are going to go. Is it going to be nice and smooth or there will be some jolts in the market depending on which um, political party gets in favor and you know what actually happens in the coming months after the election. So there's a couple of key points to really look at when we're thinking as investors and the movement of population between the different cities around Australia or the different areas around Australia and make sure we're targeting markets that are going to see growth in the next three to five years. It will protect our risk and we'll look for that growth. If we're focused on those key points and looking at some of the data that is coming out on population movement and affordability being the biggest factor, and it's probably around the world, you would say, you know, where there's a point in time where things become unaffordable, people are going to look for other options and they will tend to go where it is a little bit cheaper and then they can afford, maybe have a better lifestyle and, and look to um, save some more money as they go along and have that buffer in place in case something was to happen in future. So as investors, we wanna look at that data, use that data to our advantage and look at where we need to invest. So where the population movement is gonna to go to see that demand increase and the supply decrease 
that will push up our prices and that will see our growth and our cash flows increase in future. So hopefully that helps you in thinking about price movements and in population movements and also where we're looking to invest in future. So if you'd like to discuss this particular topic or your own personal circumstances when it comes to investing, please do give me a call. Luke Moroni, um, my number is 0400-332-377. Thanks for tuning in. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.